This is Music Mentality with Angie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back to Music Mentality. Today's guest is a visionary who can teach us all about believing in ourselves. Ava, otherwise known as Q6, is a jack-of-all-trades, a dancer, a singer, an actress, and in her experience, being in the arts also means being a business person. So how do we invest in ourselves while also valuing ourselves? Her journey took a physical turn when Ava started experiencing seizures that were brought on by her mental state. Stay tuned because at the end of this episode, you'll hear a piece of her song, Timeless, a song that all of you manifestors and believers will love. Check out her music on most streaming platforms by searching Q6. Hey! are you good how are you good i just woke up <laughs> not even Honestly, gonna lie <laughs> great time to wake up great time to wake up i would love to hear how you came up with q6 because it's definitely a very interesting name yes okay so i was working a background job like background acting cool. and yeah so i always like wanted to be an actress and stuff and like i started during the p- pandemic once which is when i graduated from high school and because of the pandemic you know there's no in life in um, person auditions and all that so i just started off with background acting and they were giving out these props and there were hats um and i had a crown on it and then the number six underneath and for the movie it was supposed to represent king six which is the name of the brand for like um it's actually sneakerella <laughs> and you couldn't see me in one of the scenes as like one of the background actors and my friend like dm me was like oh my god is that you in sneakerella yeah That's so cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it said king six on it and i was like i love this hat and i took a picture of it posted on the gram and i'm like queen six so that's kind of like so it stands for queen six but since i didn't want it to be kind of like just basic q six i wanted to like spice it up a bit plus I love the letter K for some reason it's in my last name yeah (laughs) Corley Myron I love K I don't know I think it's like an African thing because like I love K names like Kalani Khalid Kawhi you know I just like think you know like that yeah oh (laughs) I love that so then yeah and then it's like six letters too it's like K-U-E six I-X so it's like Oh, that's sick though. I love Thank that. You. That's such a cute story. So you Thank recently you. started like, you know, developing your music persona. Yeah, for sure. This is a recent thing, but 
I'm like, I've gotten to a point where I know 100% this is what I'm going to do. Like, but for the past two years, I've just been kind of figuring out, you know, going, going to events, trying to see what the life was like. And now I'm kind of like, yes, I can do this. And I'm going to do this. Like, yeah. And are your roots African? Yes, I'm Ghanaian, British, French, Polish, and Jewish. Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> Got a lot of roots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. But I love that, like, you know, Q6 kind of allows you to keep that root with you. Yeah. Yeah. But your acting career, though, that's interesting. So is that still something that you're pursuing? Or did you fall in love with music? And that's kind of where you're leaning more towards? Are you doing both? Kind of both. And I'm actually doing a short film this month. This is the first, like production I'm really gonna be on and so I'm really excited for that and also I'm doing um Toronto Film School so like as for production though not for acting but I feel like with production I can act in my own films and stuff you know who I'm really inspired by is Donald Glover because Uh, he yeah Childish Gambino (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) yeah he's a go I swear like he started off in a comedy show I love, I love community. I love community. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Oh my God. No, my roommate and I literally like do the Troy and Abed thing where we go oh. all the time. <laughs> Yo, I love that. I love that. Yeah. No, but he was like, he was an actor. Then he, be, then he's a musician. And now he's like a producer making his own film and then starring in it. So that's like my dream. Like. <sighs> yeah self-starter that's really cool I actually didn't know that about him like I've listened to his music and I've watched community obviously but I didn't know that that was like you know Atlanta I've never watched Atlanta oh okay it's on Disney plus I highly recommend oh my god okay I'm gonna literally break that down right now (laughs) that's I wonder if he became famous from community or his music because I knew his music before community true true interesting yeah they probably played off each other yeah, but it's really cool that you're kind of going into production and do you produce your own music? Um, so I'm in the process of learning that. Okay. I have this amazing friend who pro- like produced my last two tracks and he's been teaching me and is continuing to teach me. I'm actually recording on Friday and he's going to be I'm going to be there for the whole mixing process. So I record my demos at home. So like I'll do a little bit of EQ compression, delay, all that at home just so like I have a rough idea of what I want the song to sound like when I get it professionally recorded and yeah <laughs> no that's awesome that's it good for you I feel like that's like you know you're really getting to learn about the music industry by being a part of the music industry in each and every role and I think that's actually really important as a musician because that's something that I'm trying to do as well it's really difficult um but it also really helps discover what it is exactly that you like about the music industry or the arts industry in general. Um, but it definitely brings in that business background as well. And business and music and art is a really, really difficult thing to mix. Oh and yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people who want to go into music, whether it's to be a musician, to be a producer, to work on a label, whatever it is, um, you know, we don't think business. We kind of think mm. arts, we think creativity. Business is not the first thing that comes to my mind, at least. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a difficult lesson to learn. But have has it been a challenge for you? Yeah, for sure. Like someone told me this recently and I 
was like, yes, 100%. This is, it's like, we are artists. Artists are businesses, but artists aren't business people, you know? So it's like learning the business aspect of the art world is like such, like, like it's, you have to, if you want to be a successful artist, but it's a really challenging thing because we're artists, we're creatives. We're not, we don't like, if I could live in a society where money didn't exist, that was the society I live in. Cause I fucking hate like capitalism and like oh, yeah. government and, you know, like, uh, I know I sound such a, like such a hippie, but it's true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel you. Yeah. Right. It's just like, it's a man's world one. Like it's, asking for money like I'm also a dancer right so like when I do my dance gigs and stuff it's hard to ask for money and it's like sometimes you know you're being underpaid but you can't just be like oh I need more money because it's like what if that what if you're like damaging that connection you know with that person and also the fact that like we're putting in a lot of money to get our stuff recorded produced music videos all that and we're not seeing any in return Mm -hmm. right away that's another hard thing because it's like you have to you have to realize that you're gonna have to push a lot harder at the beginning and then that momentum will get you dollars later on but it's you're not gonna see those dollars for a while it's an investment yeah it's an investment 100% so that beginning push is the most important but it's very it's very it's daunting and it's challenging and it's exhausting and I just want to like go to sleep all the time yeah I honestly like from the bottom of my like I relate so much like I want to rip my hair out of my head every single day because of how much I relate and like you know you don't want to come off and make it seem like you're in this industry for the money because obviously you're not if you're going to pick an industry for money you're not going to pick the arts industry let's just let's just be real with that you're probably gonna you know try to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever else universal formula for success people think exactly (laughs) yeah literally but like then you enter the music industry and you don't want to make it seem like you're here for the money so people are like oh so like you know why are you here and obviously you're not going to be like oh you know pay me more or whatever Mm -hmm. else but at the same time you know you got to know that line and you got to value yourself as well. And, you know, this is work that you're doing, you're putting in 24 seven, you're, you know, investing Mm -hmm. into equipment, investing into networking and um, community building and like equipment, I said equipment, (laughs) producing whatever else it is. There's just so many quote unquote hidden fees in this Mm -hmm. industry in any arts industry, but music is my experience. So it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult. And I feel like, you know, bringing up the notion of money, like you said, it feels like it can hinder a lot of relationships. Mm. So people will stop um, asking for it because they're like, okay, you know what, like this person will know my worth, but that's not the case. It's not always the case. You got to know your worth more than anyone else. Yeah. You got to fight, honestly, like, like obviously not fight, but like (laughs) really like put yourself, be like, you know what, like I, I don't deserve you know, like I, I did a couple of free shows and I did one free show for the artist. And then he was asking me to do like I was a backup dancer and he was asking me to do like three. He gave me his whole schedule. Basically, it was like, OK, come up to this show and the show and the show. I'm like, bro, like <laughs> I can't do these shows for free. Like you're asking me to like like, you know, like any any form of payment it doesn't even have to be that much. But like a little bit would be nice, you know? Yeah. But but it's also like it's also a double edged sword because they're not making money either. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
you gotta like un- like I understand that but at the same time I'd rather be working on my own stuff than helping someone else that, that I'm not getting any compensation for so yeah, yeah. well above anything else I find the other difficult thing is, you know, I do a lot of free work as well, because for me, I'm like, you know what, first of all, I love supporting other art. I love supporting Mm -hmm. other artists, dancers, Mm -hmm. musicians, actors. Like I love the arts industry and I do want to go out and support them. Absolutely. That being said, um, when people start taking advantage of you, Mm -hmm. there's like this moral dilemma where you're like, is this an opportunity? And should I Mm -hmm. take it for the experience? So I can meet people or should I take a back seat and say, you know what, like I need to get paid. And if you can't pay me, then I'm not going to come out. Therefore, it feels like you're sacrificing that mm-hmm. opportunity. But like, is it really an opportunity if it's like every single time you got to do free shit? So that's like something that I still struggle with where I give my labor for free constantly thinking, you know what, there'll be a return. It'll be on my resume experience meeting mm-hmm. people. But like at a certain point, man, I don't even have time for a job because I'm yeah. doing like six free jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really difficult as well. But how do you stay motivated when you know, you feel like you're being taken advantage of, or you feel discouraged at the first, like for the first little while when you're waiting for the money to start coming in. Yeah. I mean, I'm still at that stage to be honest, but my mom honestly is like my life coach (laughs) and she's, she's a doctor and she's like, you're basically putting in your intern hours. So when she was an intern, she got paid $2 an hour. And now she's like making like, you know, a lot because she's a doctor, but like at the beginning, it's going to look gonna look rough but you just gotta keep going so honestly like I just I just know in my heart that I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to start the bucks are going to start rolling in but it's just tough right now and like I don't know sometimes I see for guys it it's a lot easier for guys to get paid you know because it's like they almost expect to get paid you know or obviously I expect to get paid but like the guys that they're working with who are hiring them are like more than willing to pay them whereas with girls it's like oh you want to do this for free no okay <laughs> you don't I don't need you you know like yeah. I don't know that's sometimes it's just like it's and it's hard as a like as a girl to be like I want equal you know <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. it's so subliminal it's so like ingrained in our like mindsets that like only guys really deserve the money and like you know like it's you can't really say anything up or up front but it's something you feel you know and I'm a very intuitive person mm-hmm. I don't know if you're into um astrology or anything I'm a Scorpio you know my, <laughs> I don't like I live in a different universe sometimes like I, like on the surface level you could be saying one thing and intuitively I know you're saying a completely different thing and it's like I can tell I can tell girls don't get the same pay like and it's it's just annoying no they don't and also like I've said it so many times and I'll keep saying it this industry most industries are Mm. run by men and yeah that's it's really unfortunate and it goes back a really long time because the pioneers of music of anything at all are men because Mm. women weren't given you know opportunity until just recently Mm. um so like just recently I obviously mean not in the last five years like a hundred yeah 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 but that's still recent that's still very recent obviously music existed before that Um, yeah 
so it is really difficult. And on top of that, I have been called a bitch and, mm. um, you know, too harsh or too bossy, like all of mm. these generic terms so many yeah. times, because like, I will say I'm a very blunt person. I don't care. Yeah, me too. I'm so blunt. I'm very straightforward. And I guess that comes off harsh to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But I have seen, you know, I work with a lot of men in this industry and I've seen men be even more harsh. And, you know, whenever they're talking to another man, they're like, oh, ha, 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 ha. You know, it's like (laughs) they don't give a shit that they're being harsh. But the minute I come in, they're like, who's this young lady? Literally literally has self-respect. That's not okay. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Trust me. I'm I'm sorry. I have a lot of self-respect. Okay. I'm not gonna back down if I feel like you're ignoring me. If I feel like you're overlooking me, you know, I'm gonna stand my ground. And if I don't like your energy, I just leave most of the time. But sometimes it it comes down to the point where I have to like fucking be like, yo, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no, actually, it's... like I know, but like if you know me, if you know me, you know, I'm a good person. You know, I'm a very loving, giving person. And that that's also why I had to learn to be so harsh sometimes because it's like people will take advantage of that, you know? So, oh, yeah, I like I don't even feel bad. If you think I'm this way or that way, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, well, I'm here to get my bag. That's and, the like, thing, though. Like in this industry, you are constantly communicating and networking and connecting yeah. with people and collaborating. So you build up so many people that you know and the more people you know the more people don't really know you and you mm. know have grounds to hate you or mm. think that you're like xyz so like it's really important if this is the industry that you're choosing that you know who you are in your core and you're ready to face people being like no gaslighting you manipulating you telling you that you're xyz mm. and that you're not actually this nice person yeah. you got to yeah. know that you are and i mean if you're not a nice person then you know be nice but <laughs> yo that's so funny that you say like telling me you're this way or that way like in my last song my lyric was why do it this way why do it that way why do this why do that mind your own business respectfully you messing me messing with my head because it's literally like they love to like tell you what you are and and like you know like that you're wrong because you have like a different perspective that's not theirs and you know like especially females female perspectives are always diminished like always and it's so frustrating I went to this battle I'm not gonna name it but like there were these two finalists one was a girl one was a guy the guy won in the eyes of the three male judges in the eyes of me and I think most of the public the female one like it was it was so but they don't want to see the female get the bag I'm sorry I'm gonna just say it like that you know that's just my that's my perspective it's just like it's so like discouraging sometimes it's like no matter how hard you work no matter how good you are you're always gonna be overshadowed you know so but like I don't take that as a oh I'm gonna just mope about it no I'm here to change the world you know I'm here to oh yeah make create my create my own lane I don't know I don't know if you know an artist named Tara Lord okay well I've been working with her um we just did a couple of performances recently and in her her bio the thing that attracted me to this artist is she was like oh I I didn't see where I fit in so I created my own lane and I'm like yes it's so true because this society is not meant for girls to thrive you know we have we need to like doji that's why I love doji cat as well and her song woman she's like they they tell us that we don't have that common sense they want to put pit us together for no reason they want to see us end up like regina george on mean girls you know like Mm -hmm. they want to see us hate each other 
because they they're putting us down so like we want they want to see a scrap against each other instead mm-hmm. of really bonding together and forming our own strength you know fighting yeah. is never gonna ever uplift uplift any group you have to be able to come together and appreciate each other and you know like appreciate our similarities and our differences and like uplift each other period and not get jealous because jealousy is a disease you know it's a, oh, it's a yeah. mental disease like yeah jealousy yeah. is <laughs> It's interesting. At jealousy, like, I think jealousy is a very natural feeling. And I mm-hmm. think that the only way to, you know, get rid of jealousy is to face it and be like, you know, why are you feeling jealous of this person? It's okay to feel jealous. I think that yeah. I've been jealous so many times before. I've been mm-hmm. jealous of my best friends. And those are the worst feelings when you're jealous mm-hmm. of your friends. And I've always felt so shitty. But like the minute I was like, okay, you know what? I'm literally going to tell my friend, hey, something's going on. I'm feeling jealous more and it's kind of starting to overshadow me feeling happy for you. Let's kind of work together through this. Like help me, if you can help me figure this out because I want to be happy for you and you know, you work through it. So the only way to really get jealousy out is to face it and be like, this is a feeling that you are feeling and it's okay. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, in terms of women hating women and like pitting them against each other, I think that there is so much hate among women to Mm -hmm. women and it is so heartbreaking. It's so Mm. heartbreaking. Like, dude, we're in the same boat. Let's Mm. give each other the space to make mistakes. Let's Mm. help each other through our mistakes, but let's stick together in the end and, you know, like make it to whatever the top without needing to walk on other people. Facts. Yo, I find like, like not even women, men as well just people in general who have jealousy and have like like wanting to put others down that's not them you know that's mm-hmm. that's a that's the conditioning of their mind and that's that's the ego that's that's oh, yeah. the, that's a, the voice in their head telling them oh I'm better or oh I'm worse because of this that and that but that's not reality that's just an illusion you know that mm-hmm. you like you're always going to be better or worse than someone the reality of it is we all have our own lives we all have our own experiences and if we're if we're constantly if we're constantly comparing constantly thinking about how I can get above this person or below this person then you're not opening your eyes to the beauty and why why the why the creative industry is here yeah. in the mo- at like in the first place you know like the creative industry is because a bunch of people are creatives. They're not in their heads all the time thinking about stuff. They want to create things. So it's like being able to put away like um, roles that we play and like not focus on that, only be focusing on this moment, focusing on how we can create positive energy. That's what I feel like that's what uplifts communities. And I feel like Mm -hmm. with girls a lot, like because we've suffered a lot of trauma amongst men, over the past thousand like thousands of years you know like we carry a lot of the world's pain I feel like emotional pain because mm-hmm. we feel our emotions a lot more than men <laughs> and so like when we see I've been obviously I've been a jealous person too but I've learned how to let jealousy go and let like let egotistical motives go you know I'm here to grow I know everyone else who's in this industry is here to grow and I know that men are not going to be as motivated to let their egos go because it works in their favor so like I'm not saying men are evil you know I'm not saying (laughs) jealous bitches are evil I'm saying people with egos people who have 
strong who are strongly identified with their roles in society where they are in the industry you know if if you just got a I don't know if you just got an award or something and now you're that bitch and you don't want to be communicating with all or collaborating with all these like lower tier blah 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 you know like that's what's hurting growth because you can learn from everyone everyone is on you know everyone's a human being an award is just an illusion once again it's just a thought in your head it's not real what's real is this moment first of all coming back to like the man woman the man winning over the woman in that contest Mm -hmm. it's so difficult first of all if there's three judges that are all men then I mean (laughs) that does look a little bit fishy at that point um but I was gonna also say I think that plays a huge role in it, but also music is so subjective. So when you win an award or when you win anything at all, I mean, that's just like a few people telling you that, yeah, you're good, but like, it's it's so hierarchical. Like those people don't actually like the little guy who didn't win an award is not any less useless or doesn't know any less than the person who did win an award, other than the fact that, you know, maybe, maybe they've had a little bit more time in the industry, but even then, like everyone has something to bring to the table and everyone has such different genres and stories and vulnerability to share through their music and the way that they share and the instruments that they play and how they build it, how they produce. Like there's so many factors that go into anything creative that it's like, why, how can someone say one thing is better than the other when Mm -hmm. whatever it is, if it's influencing at least one person, if one person likes it, then it's good. And I like, I a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. Like (laughs) literally like we all have our impact in life. You know, we're all going to go through life, meet different people, have an impact on their lives. So the most we can ever do is just focus on ourselves, focus on making our energy the most, the most bright, the most high frequency, the most, you know, like positive, Mm -hmm. because then when you go out into the world, you're spreading that positive energy, you're creating a better world. And so when you do make your music, it's an expression of who you are. And it's like, it doesn't matter if it impacts. Ultimately, it doesn't matter if it impacts 100,000 people versus 10 million because what if that 10 million person the person who's making getting 10 million streams is making bullshit you know that's just poison you know mm-hmm. so your music even if it's only reaching 100,000 people is still going to make a greater positive impact than you know like it the numbers are an illusion once again but at the same time it's like if you know you're that good you should be striving for 10 million you know and that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's like it's not all about the numbers. And I know that right now I'm working on myself. I feel like I'm still at a stage where I'm working on my craft. I'm working on figuring out who I am, figuring out what kind of music I want to make, figuring out my work process flow, because once going to the studio time and spending money to record, that's, that's a lot of money, you know, <laughs> like oh, yeah. that's I want to be independent. That's why I want to be, mm-hmm. you know, being able to mix everything by myself. Yeah. But yeah you know like that's the you can like you're never gonna be happy if you're only striving for the numbers and like j cole like on my wall right here (laughs) he's the one who inspired me to be a rapper and like i sing too but like he wanted he inspired me to be a rapper because he made me realize like there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours no such thing as a life that's better than yours you know like numbers it's all an illusion you know there's some people that are miserable miserable like yes yeah honestly I've said it before again but like it's like 
so this is where like the divide comes in. I think numbers and, you know, the need for, again, you got to know your worth. You know, if this is something that you do 24 seven, then you got to be compensated for it. You know, you got to, mm. you got to eat, you got to pay rent. That's just, you got to do what you got to do. Yes. Um, and numbers, unfortunately, that's where the moral dilemma comes in. Numbers do kind of determine your financial success in that. Um, but I think that is like split persona. That is the business side in terms mm. of the creative side. Again, numbers don't determine how good you are. It can determine mm. how much you make. Mm. Again, that doesn't determine how good you are, how successful you are, or how many people you impact, or what kind of, again, it's not like, if you say, you know, music is an expression of who you are, which it is, mm. like, how can someone be like, wrong? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's who I am. What do you mean wrong? What do you yeah. mean better? Like, what does that even mean? Like, everyone's experience is different. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's really, really difficult. But you mentioned ego a few times. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I find is a really interesting topic because I think the ego is good. I think I don't think mm-hmm. that we need to get rid of the ego. For sure, yeah. But that being said, when you know your ego is the driver of your decisions, like little mm-hmm. driver of everything that you think, everything that you feel, everything that you do, then that is very toxic to yourself, let alone the people around you. So like to be able the strength, I think there's so much strength in this, but to take your ego and put it, your ego into the passenger seat rather than the driver's seat, that makes such a huge difference because, you know, your ego, it does tell you, I can do this. What the fuck? I don't care what other people say. I can do this. I'm going to keep yeah. doing that is your ego. And I don't mm-hmm. think that you know, having no ego, you're going to be hurt a lot easier. So your ego is kind of there to be your little cheerleader, but you know, your ego is also there to be like, no, everyone else is wrong. I'm right. And I'm not going to listen to any constructive criticism and I'm not going to do anything. And I'm only going to, that's also your ego. And at that point, I feel like that's when the ego is driving and makes you hate on other people being like, no, you know what? They're wrong. I'm right. They're just crappy at what they do. They don't know X, Y, Z when that's also not the case. So your ego has got to be in your car. It's just can't be the driver of it. Yeah. I think so. Do you know who Eckhart Tolle is? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yo, we got to plug this man in real quick. (laughs) Y'all go listen to Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. He saved my life. I was so depressed before that book. Like, and I'm, I've been listening to that book for like a good three years straight. (laughs) When you say like, um, like when you don't have your ego, it lets, it'll, it's easier to get hurt. Like I can't agree with that just because like the ego is what allows you to get hurt. You know, it's like attachment to an idea in your head about like who you are because life is so unexpected, you know, like nothing is going to work out the way you think. And so like being able to put your ego down when something goes wrong or anything, that's what is going to allow you to get healed easier. Mm-hmm. But I see what you mean by like having it in the passenger side seat. And I think ego is good. Like, for example, Nicki Minaj has a big fat motherfucking ego <laughs> <laughs> in her music, you know, like she's like, I'm not I'm the boss bitch. All y'all bitches, my sons, blah, 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 right? But it's it's not like she's a it's not like she she realizes it's not that serious, you know? When you if you ever listen to her in like interviews and stuff, like you can tell like she she knows what matters for real, you know? Like she knows you know like and that's a, a trend I find in these bigger artists is that they under they obviously have an ego in their music and it's important to have an ego in your music because you want to you want to show the world at least in my opinion 
what kind of an ego is healthy you know Mm. and like I used to have an ego that said oh you're shit you're you're wrong why did you open your mouth you know like why mm-hmm. are you doing this Ugh. but I guess that's, that's so your ego hurting though yeah that's my ego hurting me literally like and so now my ego is like I am the shit I am talented because that's the, the type of thoughts in your head that's gonna help you manifest the best version of yourself you know hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, I am. That's the kind of ego you want to have. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's interesting that you said that you can't agree with that because I definitely see where you're coming from now. You're right that like if technically if you have no ego, then there's not like your ego is kind of what hurts, which is mm-hmm. like when you get hurt, it's typically your ego that is hurting, which is why you get hurt. So mm-hmm. I do get what you mean. Um mm-hmm. when you have an ego that's too big, I guess you can easily get hurt and you can easily hurt others. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess yeah, I guess kind of what I was trying to say was like I feel like it still needs to be there only because it is kind of a source of you reminding yourself that you are, you know, worth, this, worth it. Yeah, yeah. You can keep going. It's okay. You're, you can, you can like brush off this hate from other people. You don't have to interact with it. In fact, you don't even have to work with them or have them in your life or anything like, um, but you're definitely right that you're right. You're right. You're right. Your ego is kind of what hurts you, but I still stand by your ego being in the passenger seat. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, compromise. <laughs> I think it's just a balanced ego, neither here nor the, like, you know, yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Knowing when to use it and knowing when to put it down, basically. Exactly. And that is so much strength. That is really yeah. difficult, but it's also going to be your lifeline in the creative industry. Mm-hmm. I really think so because. 
again, the more people you meet, the more people, the more you realize that there are a lot of really, really, really nice people out there who are willing oh, yeah. to help you and who want to see you succeed, succeed and who want to see you thrive. And that is like, that is what helps me keep going in this industry. But then there is also a lot of people who will put you down, steal mm-hmm. your work, tell you that you're worthless, tell you that like, you're never going to go anywhere. Honestly, chances are, their egos are driving them and their egos mm. got hurt, bruised. Yeah. So they're taking it out onto other people. They're projecting. Exactly. <laughs> they're projecting, but you don't have to do that. Yeah, I agree that it's very fair. Like there are so many people that want to see you succeed that Mm -hmm. also understand that they're not their mind and understand Mm -hmm. that the present moments all that matters and and that if you're helping if you're putting positive energy into this moment it's going to come back to you you know yeah I will say it's definitely anxiety inducing trying to you know weed those people out and figure out who's who because you're gonna (laughs) run into so many rejections and people who hate you and it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's inevitable oh trust I know (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it's sad it's it hurts the most when it's like you really cared about a person you know and it's like that's the thing like I've learned not to get too close to people in the industry Mm. because when you get that close and it's like they're in your world your creative space it's like it's never gonna you're never gonna be able to work with them like that again what do you think about working with friends versus not working with friends honestly the word friend to me (laughs) has a long history and like in high school middle school whatever I had all these friends none of them were my friends yo because when I was like depressed and like needed help and shit I was alone so it's like and I and I've learned over the years like I like being alone you know and I don't really like I have friends like I have people that I would friends from high school I'd like hang out occasionally with but I don't have anyone really in my corner that I like would call to just to like you know if I'm suffering I'm suffering by myself you know I have my have my mom you know like she's she's there for me but like obviously you have to get along with the people you work with like I feel like my friends are the people that are interested in the same like career path as me you know interested in the arts and stuff and then if we're working on a project together like then we become closer through that you know what I mean and then like maybe we'll go out for lunch or you know like if it weren't for the creative industry I don't really have like friends you know but it's not like um it's not something I'm like I want to change you know I like kind of figuring my own shit out and then reaching out to people when I want to work with them and like yeah well would you give people an opportunity to come close and get past this it seems like you have like kind of a guard up because it's difficult to trust people it's very difficult to trust people so if the you know person comes up and you're like oh like we're getting along you know we have the same interests romantic way or not romantic way doesn't really matter I'm mostly talking about like friendship specifically would Mm -hmm. you allow that person to you know get past that guard for sure like I'm not gonna be like no (laughs) you step step down I cannot let you farther than this line (laughs) no it's more like I just don't get attached to people you know Mm -hmm. like you can be my friend like I won't be surprised if like next week we're not talking you know (laughs) like it's Mm -hmm. not like serious to me because it's like people come and go all the time in my life and it's like it's been that way since I was a kid so it's like yeah so 
I'm going to like pick your brain on this a little bit because okay. I think it's really interesting. Um, I'm like, yeah. the, I like overshare everything all the time. And like, literally, no, this I is a podcast. <laughs> we're here for the juicy deets. What do you mean? Um, what I'm interested about is because I always say, you know, don't suffer alone, you know, trust someone, put your trust in someone, like open up to them and like, they can help you, but obviously they can also hurt you because that is a lot to do. That's vulnerable. That's difficult. And that's not, that often really, really hurts. But do you prefer men suffering on your own, like you said? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've learned the word suffering. If you know, you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle, that just comes from attachment and not being able to let go of, of a thought in your head, you know, that like maybe it's a memory or something that like you really like thought it would lead somewhere, but it didn't. The people I started meeting after high school made me realize that nothing is that serious, you know, because <laughs> I went to a high school where it was like everyone was miserable. Everyone was suffering. And like because everyone's depending on everyone else to make them feel better, it's like everyone's miserable all the time. And then it's like I go out into the real world. I start making friends with people who don't come from that world. I went to an all girls private school <laughs> oh. and I start putting my problems onto them and it they're gone. Like, and I realized, holy shit, it's not their responsibility to make me feel better, you know? So I don't really, like, if I'm suffering, if I'm heartbreaking, like, if I just broke up with someone, which my situationship ended, I'll cry, I'll be upset, and then I'll go talk to my mom. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom will be like, it's okay, it's okay. And then the next day I'll be like, ah, I'm fine. (laughs) You know? So your mom is your friend, though? Yeah, well, my mom's my mom, you know? Like, my mom's, (laughs) like my my life coach and same with my dad too you know like it's because I trust them the most they're the yeah. most like I know they love me I know they're never gonna they're never gonna abandon me they're never gonna like you know so you mentioned like putting problems onto other people and mm-hmm. we talk a lot about codependency and how difficult that is and how bad that is for any relationship for you and your friend your partner your parent whatever it is codependency is just it's an attachment style and it's not one that serves you well absolutely Mm -hmm. not and I think that the idea of putting problems onto other people definitely falls into the line of codependence because by putting your problems onto someone else you are kind of expecting them to fix your problems for you that being said yes and make you feel better but I do think that something that we don't talk about often is hyper-independence, which is just as bad as codependence. So mm-hmm. hyper-independence is when you kind of like look within and you cancel everything out, like cancel everyone around you. And you only rely on yourself for everything to the point where it becomes difficult to ask for help, becomes difficult, difficult to talk to people. And that is also kind of a form of sinking. And that can be very, very detrimental to your mental health as well. So I think that there is a difference between telling people your problems or confiding into someone to just be a source of moral support and to just be like, I hear you, bro. That sucks. Mm, Versus, you know, fix my problems for me here. Mm. These are all yours now. And I think that a good friend, to be totally honest with you, will say, hey, like, uh, I'm not in the mental state to hear your problems right now because I'm dealing with my own problems, but give me like a couple of days. I want to hear you out. Let me just figure myself out and then come back to you. So I think that any healthy relationship will focus on themselves first and then come around and, you know, help you out. And again, my biggest thing is when I'm upset, people think it's so weird. Literally I get it all the time. My friends are like, you're weird, but okay. When I'm (laughs) upset and I just want to rant and vent, I honestly like 
I just want head nodding. I just want active listening. Like you don't even have to say like, don't give me advice. Don't say, I feel bad for you. Don't say like, I, you know, um, it's going to be okay. It's exactly. I just want to be heard. And I just like, that's kind of where I think that a friend would help you a lot because they're like, yeah, dude, that sucks. I'm like, I'm sorry you're going through that. And that's kind of a form of validation that I think that humans as social beings do need from those around them. And I think that friends do really offer that a lot. And it's difficult to open up about what you're going through to someone who is a coworker or is just like a passerby. Cause obviously you don't want to tell people everything. It, I mean, I, I do cause I overshare, but like, which is not <laughs> its own, but like, um, you don't want to tell people on the street what you're, what, what's going on because they'd be like, I don't know how to give you the validation you need right now. It's yeah. okay. But I don't know you <laughs> exactly. But your yeah. friends would be like, yeah, dude, like I hear you. I resonate with you. Just like they might resonate with your passions and what you're interested in. They might also resonate with the hurt you're feeling, whether they have felt it or not. And they can validate what you're feeling. And I think that is kind of where, you know, your mom is your mom and she's your life coach, but it also sounds like she is a friend because she is giving you that validation that you need. She's making you feel heard. She's making you feel like you're not going crazy for feeling these feelings. And mm-hmm. she's giving you the opportunity to let go of that pain because, you know, yeah, you, you get hurt because you can't let go of something, but the process of letting go is still difficult, That you know, it's still painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be painful, painful for a little bit, a long bit, whatever it is, it's going to get better. And that's my thing. That's why I hate it when people say, oh, it's going to be okay. I know it's going to be okay. That's a later <laughs> thing. I'm hurting right now. I don't know what to do yeah. about right now. <laughs> um, um, so I think, you know, it's, you got to find a balance between hyper-independence and codependence. You don't, you don't want to swing. Yeah too much it's actually interesting that you brought that up like hyper independence because that's the way I used to be in high school and that's what basically set me off on my spiritual journey and like um yeah that's why I became an artist because I was definitely hyper and whatever you said hyper independent Mm -hmm. like I used to bottle up my feelings I used to, because I had this, this loud ass voice in my head telling me I was shit telling me that why did you say that telling me I'm never doing anything right I would bottle all that I wouldn't be able to share it with anyone that's why I felt like I never really had any friends because I never mm-hmm. felt comfortable you know I never felt like they were welcoming my voice you know I never felt like I had anyone to lean on and that's what I started having seizures because my body was like like you're sick in the head <laughs> and the fact that I didn't know I was sick in the head because I was so identified with my mind so my body is what started I used to like seize up because I got so tense and also I'm a dancer I'm a very physical person and I wasn't dancing at the time I wasn't letting all this excess energy go so my body literally seized up and I and that's what basically I was going to be a doctor (laughs) that's what that was my life plan yo like I grew up in a very academic like make money that's it world you know and so when I started seizing I couldn't take my final exams, which was very convenient because COVID would hit mm-hmm. at the time. And so all my exams were canceled. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I would have graduated if COVID hadn't hit. And um, I couldn't take my exams. I could barely finish my projects. It took me way too long. And then I realized, like, I can't go back to this life. I can't go back to this academic study all the time, mm-hmm. model up my feelings life. And so that's when I turned to music. And that's when I, like, started writing and making beats in band. And then I 
slowly I, I started ciphering outside with other dancers and I realized, you know what, this is the world I want to be, be, be a part of. Looking within and turning within, I think is a great practice. And honestly, you're never mm-hmm. a burden for opening up and telling people, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Um, I think that if they're not, if your feelings are not out, then they're in they're, They got to be somewhere. It, yeah. It's energy. It's constantly moving. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't just disappear. So Back. if it's not coming out of you, then it's staying within you and, you know, mm. coming out of you can be in music. And that's, is mm. why a lot of musicians become musicians because they're like, I got to get these feelings out without yeah. quote unquote burdening people. But you're not ever a burden for mm-hmm. confiding in someone and telling people, please help me. And you can yeah. still create beautiful art. And I think that personally, a struggle that I'm struggling with is that I get really, really scared of letting go of my poorer mental health states and like my hurt because I'm like, you know, my art is created from my hurt. Ooh. So if I get rid of my hurt, then where does my art go? Does it disappear too? And that mm-hmm. is not true. That's not the case. That is yeah. not the case, but it's For difficult sure. to accept that that is not the case and, and to truly believe it. Yeah. And that's another thing, like feelings and emotions, they're temporary. They come and go, you know? So if you let, it's so healthy, you have to let go of old feelings so that new feelings can come in and teach mm-hmm. you lessons about life, you know, because life is always going, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you said it. And like, again, when you're letting go of one bad feeling and you're giving the space for another feeling to come in the feeling might not be great you might get hurt again you will get hurt again you might 100 it, it's not a might it's a will you will get hurt yeah. we always get hurt but yeah. I think the one thing that helped me growing up back in like grade six was hearing someone say that like um shit doesn't get better that's bullshit whoever said yeah. shit it's going to be okay and it's going to get better it's not going to get better you just get stronger and things yeah. aren't going to hurt you as much as they used to but you, there are yeah. going to be new things that are going to hurt you and that's just a human experience and you know got to sit back and enjoy it because there's and no yeah. way to run away from it that's the whole point in life you know it's you're learning shit you're going through highs and lows if things were always if, if it was all low at the beginning and then high later in life you're going to get so bored like mm-hmm. yeah you know? you're always it's always going to go up and down and it's just like you have to learn to just welcome in these good and bad feelings and let them go when they're time to leave yes but um in terms of your mental state so you didn't really talk Mm -hmm. about it but you did talk about how it manifested physically in seizures Mm -hmm. um what was going on what like why did it start why did you start seizing instead of like what was going on in your head it was it was like the environment I was in basically like I was in an all-girls school one which I think is so now I'm looking back on it I think that's so unhealthy like to separate girls and boys especially at that point in your life you know mm-hmm. like being around one energy polarity your entire life mm-hmm. it's not real life it's not you know like the world the world is opposite the world is opposites you know and mm-hmm. if you're only around females the, your masculine like the masculine part of you because we all have both you know yeah yeah it's you're never going to be able to discover it and you're never going to be able to like you know I don't know anyway <laughs> so one the fact that I was on all girls school which is so unhealthy I think and two I was in a very academic IB world I don't know if you know IB mm-hmm. international baccalaureate yeah um yeah so basically all of my self-esteem all of my value all of my sense of self-worth was put onto my grades and put onto how well I was doing in school, how many leaderships I was taking up, you know, like, like, and also it was like a mental cage as well. 
like you had to think a certain way you had to be super liberal and you weren't allowed to have any opinions that were not completely pc you know so it's like i would basically hate myself because i felt like i wasn't being perfect enough in all aspects of my life and and it's like people would judge me one i was so black you know like i'm mixed and like I don't know, like <laughs> black culture in that world was not prominent at all. And so that was another part of me that was suppressing. And I was just a lot of suppression, a lot of, a lot of like mind control, I guess. Mm-hmm. And basically my ego was like, you're shit. You're not doing good enough. You're not doing enough. You're not, you know like I'm a very sassy kind of like I think out of the box like I don't like to listen to the way most of the people think and like basically because nobody could relate to that it was like I'm on my own I was like what's wrong with me why am I like this and then yeah so I just I my the voice in my head was just being like you're horrible you're a terrible person you're never doing anything right and I believed it because I was identified with my mind and also because like my whole self-worth came from what my mind could do the abilities of my mind the abilities to get 90 percent and tests and shit so Mm. yeah there was no art there was no dance there was no there was no art (laughs) yeah that's really difficult especially because now you're literally in art so you kind of know what you're you've been missing this whole time and I'm sure now you know like high school is not real okay Uh -uh. (laughs) like I was such a different person in high school. My friends were such different people in high school. Like no one, you know, you might rekindle friendships from high school that you Mm -hmm. realize now, you know, this person is such a different person than who they were. I know I'm a different, we're always changing. We're always evolving. Some people are still hurtful people. So don't surround yourselves with those people, but a lot of people do change. And I think that it's important to recognize that by allowing other people to change, you're also allowing yourself to change and yourself to grow and evolve. Um, but I'm so sorry to hear that you were deprived of literally art, deprived of like yeah. stripped down <laughs> of being able to have your own individuality and authenticity because that is such an important thing about who you are. That is what creates art. That is what creates success. You know, being who you are at your core truly and being able to form an opinion that might not be the same as everyone. I also feel like we live in a world where we're not allowed to make mistakes and we're not allowed to ask questions because we're going to be canceled. And I I think everyone knows who listens to me that I'm cancel, cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. Yeah, bro. Like (laughs) it's, you know, even in Kendrick's new album, what the fuck is cancel culture dog? I say what I want about you. Something I'm like, (laughs) Oprah dog. (laughs) No, for real though. It's like, I, I used to be very, very vocal on, social media outside of social media, like every, I am still very vocal outside of social media, but I think that social media is kind of a different place now because, um, if you post something that's a little bit controversial or even post a question, then people will attack you. And that's really scary. And I just, I I would rather not even try at that point. I think that lots of people might resonate with that as well, but, um, your mom is a doctor and you were in an all girls school and you're in IB and, Mm. you know, you came out of that and you decided to pursue music. I'm mm-hmm. really glad to hear that. It seems like you're still getting parental support with that, but how mm-hmm. did your mom react when you were like, I don't want to be a doctor. Honestly, she kind of encouraged me because she oh. saw how sick I was and she realized like, like do whatever you want. You know, I don't want to ever see you this sick again, you know? So 
she's always like ever since I got sick like she's been there she's been like what do you want to do you know let's figure this out together that was just and we also had a lot of issues me and my mom and it's like it took a long time ever since I got sick I feel like we've been working on our issues and it's like we're seeing each other more as people as opposed to like mother-daughter role you know like Mm. so yeah so and same with my dad my dad's like my dad's cool he's also a doctor (laughs) but (laughs) he's very like whatever your mom says whatever your mom's okay with I'm okay with you know so (laughs) yeah So, so yeah you kept on mentioning getting sick. So what do you mean by that? You, do you mean seizures? Do you mean depression, anxiety? Are you okay all to open up with that? Okay. All related. Honestly, in my opinion, I think all sickness can be prevented by inner, like, like literally taking care of your inner space by mm-hmm. becoming aware of your emotions, because a lot of sicknesses stem from um, compulsive habits, like overeating maybe for diabetes. And you know what I mean? Like, you, ha- you just have to be make sure that your body is feeling okay. And if it's not, then rest it and like listen to yourself because the intelligence in your body is a lot stronger than whatever you can think about, you know? So yeah, so- like by sickness, yeah, sorry. Anxiety, depression, I had all that for a long time before I started having the seizures, but the seizures was like the, the tipping point. So I didn't realize how sick I was until I started having the seizures. But like all throughout high school, I was depressed and anxious and yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, you know, for those science folks out there, yeah, um, mental health does manifest in physical pain very, very often, but a lot of, and that is kind of our flight and fight response. Our Mm. physical bodies, our Mm. organs do react to how our brains are feeling. And again, like our brains control everything. They control our mental health and our physical being. So when one is hurting, the other one's going to hurt. That's often why, you know, when you break a leg and you can't go out and you can't dance, if you've been dancing and you can't, I don't know, yeah. whatever it is, if you are bedridden, you are going to start becoming depressed because you are not being able to immerse yourself in the world that you knew anymore. And mm-hmm. that is why, like it is, they do fall hand in hand very often, physical pain and mental pain. For um, sure. So I definitely resonate with what you're saying, how like a lot can be prevented if you look within, but how do you do that? Like, how do you work? So for example, say I know my inner child is hurting and, um, you know, I know why it's hurting. How do you work through that? Like, cause acknowledging it is just the first step. The first step, right? Yeah. It's to be like also the only step that we hear about just mm-hmm. acceptance and acknowledging what comes after that. Yeah. Um, it's an everyday battle, you know, like I've, I recently stopped smoking weed and I started smoking weed after I started getting seizures because I realized how sick I was in the head and the weed kind of brought me into the present moment and brought me peace almost in a way because I wasn't, I was able to relax and stop thinking about what I had to do and what who I used to be because of the things that used to happen to me but now that I stopped smoking weed it's like I'm realizing it's like every single day you have to be present you have to actively be working to be present and being present doesn't mean not never thinking about the future and never thinking about the past although the past like okay so the future for me is like where do I want to be in five years you know Mm -hmm. But that's not attaching myself to 
to like fulfillment of in the future you know I have to realize that if I want to be happy it has to come from this moment so yeah it's honestly like like when you're present and these feelings of of uh, depression or anxiety or like your inner child like you said was hurting you have to be able to witness that from a place of peace or a place of realizing that we're all going to die in a hundred years. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the only thing that's real is right now. Mm-hmm. And the only way to heal yourself from whatever happened to you in the past is by allowing those feelings to be in this moment mm-hmm. and just watching them as they come up and go away. Mm-hmm. And the more you can do that, the more co- often you do that, the more the more they start to dissipate the more the less they start to come up because you're kind of witnessing them and you're you're allowing in them to kind of burn up in a way in mm-hmm. the moment yeah. and it's like I find my joy like is on the subway or like traveling from place to place because I get to like witness the miracle of life as Eckhart Tolle puts <laughs> it you know like even just like making connections with people with eye contact you know like on the bus and stuff and just like looking at the world around you, you know, you realize there's so much beauty in the world around you. Like mm-hmm. looking at a tree, you know, walking yeah. down the street, there's, there's love everywhere. And it, it all comes from within you. And it's like, when you're hurting, when you're hurting, you have to let yourself hurt, but you also have to realize that you're going to have to let go of it one day. It's either going to be on your deathbed or it's going to be now, you know? And I choose now always. I choose, mm-hmm. I never hold grudges against people. I never, I don't hold hate in my heart because it, all it does is just hurt me. You know, I want to live life to the fullest. And that just comes with being constantly working on your presence, constantly working. And it's like, once I stopped smoking weed, I realized I was covering up a lot of my anxiety, a lot of my fear about, you know, a bandaid solution. Yeah, exactly. So I did suffer a lot. Like, I wake up some days and I'd have this horrible pain in my chest and it's like, oh my God, like I'm actually feeling like depressed. The more I sat with myself, sat in that feeling, the more it started to go away basically. And now it's like, I rarely get those feelings. And when I do, I know how to deal with them. You just got to let them be, let them pass. And then, you know, just have faith <laughs> that you're, everything's going to be fine because it will. You're absolutely right that living in the now, like living this present moment, I I just maybe like last year really, really, truly realized in my core, in my soul that the future is not real and mm. the past is not yeah. real. Yeah. Those two things only exist in our head. That's yeah. it. The yeah. only thing that is real a second from now is not real. Mm-hmm. This is the only real moment. Mm-hmm. And that moment just passed. And now it only exists in our head. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You are not your conditioned thoughts. Absolutely not. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know. I just go. Whoever's watching this, thank you for watching. And also, <laughs> you're amazing. And like, you know, keep your head up. You're gonna. You're gonna be great. I promise you. The fact that you're watching this right now means that you're gonna be great because. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. You are great. Um, you are great. You're going to, you are great and you're going to keep being great because you are constantly evolving. Yes, exactly. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate everything you said. Thank you so much for opening up. You are such an intelligent woman. Oh my gosh. You too. 
I'm so happy that we both read the same book like that. I know. I was literally like, I was looking for it here. I swear I usually had it like over here, but I don't know where it is. Probably in my living room. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out. Whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years, I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at Music Mentality with Angie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.